Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Good Game Nice Try. I'm, I'm getting through this intro at the tail end of a cold, and my name is Sonia Reed, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Aaron Blair. Hello. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to my voice, first of all. Hello. That's who welcome we're back. saying welcome back to, is your throat, really. <laughs> yes. And I've never lost my voice before in my life, and it was four days of not talking. Damn. Can you, can you imagine that? You. You personally, can you not talk for four days? I feel attacked, but you know what? I feel like it's appropriate. I've never lost my voice, and I think that like most people around me, including Conan, kind of wish I would lose my voice because it's so loud. You think we're about due is what you're saying. I think my voice is due for like some time off. A little it works time weekends. Out. Yeah. Uh, but welcome back to your throat, and welcome yes. back, everyone listening, to another exciting episode of Good Game Nice try. This is an exciting episode. I'd say so. We got a request in. That's right. Very hyped about that. Uh, Michelle on Twitter, M underscore W underscore A underscore T. That's right. We asked for your suggestions of games to review and talk about. And Michelle on Twitter hit us with a great suggestion. And honestly, it's something I've been playing a lot. It's a little game called Bug Snacks. You've been hitting the snacks pretty hard. I've been trying to quit, but you're going all in. I'm going, I'm snacks forward, frankly. I'm leaning into the snacks. Bug Snacks is a game for the PlayStation 5. And when I first cracked it open, it doesn't look like a game that I'm gonna like. It's very cute. And it's spelled S-N-A-X, Bug Snacks. And I just hate when people spell stuff like differently or cute. You know what I'm saying? It is It is really cute, but it is a game where, uh, as the name alludes, all of the bugs are snacks. That's right. And, <laughs> That's right. and if you if you eat them, uh, you you kind of discover that it becomes part of your body. And you're nice. you're thrown into this world of figuring out where has everyone gone? Why are all the bugs snacks? And can I actually eat them? So here's the thing. I wanted to hate this game. I love bug snacks. I'm so into it. Because like you said, we're in a world where all the bugs are made of food. Instead of spiders, there's frieders. They're made I of know. french fries, right? <laughs> Instead of crabs, there's crab apples. And mm -hmm. uh, they're made of little apple slices. And when you feed them, you trap them. You trap these bug snacks and then you feed them to people, and then parts of their body turn into the things you're feeding them. It's incredible. I'm not like a cute, like, let's go on and do this thing. You know, Animal Crossing, no thank you. Everything's cute. 
I like my I like my games cut with a little poison. But here's the thing. This game kind of is cut with a little poison because it's kind of like cute, but then Island of Dr. Moreau-esque where all you feed them these bug snacks and then they start changing and it's like, uh, oh, murder, oh, my hand is, a, is an apple. It's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, my eyeball is a strawberry. Yes, yes, yes. I, so that's why I'm into bug snacks. You look horrified, by the way. <laughs> Sonia. So for someone who is so gung-ho about trying to hate bug snacks, you do the voice real well. You've really got the voice yes. down. What do you think about Bug Snacks? No, I was sold from the beginning. Um, watching the trailers, and they had uh, Kiro Kiro Benito doing the theme song. And I love Kiro Kiro Benito. I was in it, and I'm the opposite. Mm. Anything that's, I mean, again, I loved Animal Crossing. Anything that's so cute. And when you see an orange that's cut out and laid out to look like a caterpillar, shut the heck up. Shut the heck up. It's so cute. Oh, you mean a peel bug? Yeah. Yep. Oh, he knows. Oh, he's in it. Oh, Oh, wow. I'm deep into bug snacks. I'm so deep, by the way, that you know what I've started doing? And this is a, a honest to God, true thing. I'm not making this up for the podcast. I've discovered you could take the B-52 song Love Shack and replace the word with bug snacks. And it fits. Chef's kiss. Perfectly. Now it's gonna be in my head. Oh, oh uh, no! The bug snacks is a little old place where we can snack together. Bug snacks, baby. Bug snack. Uh, uh, I've changed. Li- you know, it's like I've got me a net and it fits about twenty. So hurry up and get your bug snacks, honey. The bug snacks. I'm just telling you, it's great. I'm dancing, but it's more of a moral support dance than an enjoyment dance. I just wanted to clarify over Zoom. Thank you. Long story short, I love Bug Snacks. I can't wait for the sequel, Bug Snacks 2, you know, Snacks in the City. I'm super (laughs) pumped for it. I'm just, guys, Bug Snacks people, just take that suggestion, run with it. I'll take 20%. And also PS5, huge thumbs up. A huge Blay thumbs up for the PS5. And I I don't have a Blay thumbs up to give, but I would also give it a thumbs up. (laughs) And... I'm so sorry. Listen, we, we've established we love bug snacks a lot, but we have a really good guest today, so and he's got a lot of a lot of bold opinions on games. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, I gotta say, when you think of streamers, I mean this guy comes to mind immediately, and not just because he's got 13 billion views on YouTube over 25 million subscribers, just a few more subscribers than I have. And he's the most subscribed channel in Ireland. And here's the thing, not only is he huge in the gaming space, but he's got his own coffee company. That's right. It's just so cool. I'm gonna try to say the coffee correctly. You gotta do it. Top of the morning coffee. Is that right? Kinda. I think he would appreciate it, but it was such a blast talking to our lovely guest. And without further ado, Jacksepticeye. I hate recycling the word I'm I'm so excited. I, I feel like I use it all the time. But genuinely I'm I'm so excited to talk to you today and I'm gonna butcher it and I'm sorry it's a little ironic being like eleven PM from where you are right now, but Top of the morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Acceptic Guy. It's okay. I absolutely butcher it every single video. All Irish people are like, we don't say that. They do we- now, but um Yeah, I was trying to pinpoint where exactly we knew each other from. And besides, I guess, general just internet content creator stuff, I I found a photo from a VidCon panel. 
Uh-oh. in like 2014 or 13. I think that was the first time we actually met in real life. Damn, really? I think. That's a I long time ago by now. I know, right? But I, you know, VidCon's always kind of a crazy situation. Yeah. It's controlled chaos. It's so weird because every time I've gone to VidCon, they they have it now. I've never gone to VidCon where you're allowed to like walk the floor and everything. They clamp down on that hard by the time I went to it. But it's it's just, I felt like I was like a zoo animal behind. And then they would just like <laughs> peel the curtain back. And it's like, look at him. Look at him go. He's dancing. Stop throwing bread at me. Yeah, don't feed the monkey. Because you're obviously such a massive presence now. Like in the very, very beginning, why did you start your YouTube channel, what drew you to uh, start making videos? Uh, I remember I was kind of, I was going through like a phase in my life. We had moved house. And at that time I was living in, literally living in a cabin in the middle of the woods with my parents. And I, I was going to college at the time. And then I dropped out. I was going for like music production. And I really wanted to be a drummer and go record in studios and be in a band and be amazing. But that never worked out. So when I, I was kind of stuck in this cabin for a while and I dropped out of college and I got very lost and lonely and bored. And I I kind of got, I got pretty depressed at the time. I didn't really know where my life was going. And I, all these plans I set up for myself kind of fell apart. Like me and now, I, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah today. That's People today. can relate. Um, <laughs> And I, I remember just watching YouTube videos. I was playing like a lot of Battlefield and I, I really liked that. And I, w- I would watch these YouTube videos, a guy called Level Cap Gaming, who still makes YouTube videos. And he was oh. showing how to be better at the game and be like faster and better and stronger. And I, I thought that was really cool. And I would watch him and learn how to play the game better myself. And then one day he he did a video of like a vlog being in his house saying that he did it at his job. Whoa. And that blew me like, away because I didn't know. It's, yeah, I was like, you can do that. You can play video games as a job. I don't need to study anything. Um, and I, I remember watching that and that kind of blew me away. And I never intended it for, for it to be a job. But I was like, man, it's just cool that he's playing games and people hang out. And I, I felt like I was part of his community and I felt yeah. like I belonged. And I was somewhere where people agreed with the gaming opinions that I had. So... I kind of wanted to just start it up myself and do it myself and see if other people... There's none of my friends who I had at the time played video games. No one cared. So right. I was kind of on my own and I, I just wanted more like-minded people. So I just started yelling into a void and hope someone shouted back at me and I guess it just kind <laughs> just of like, snowballed from there. Top of the morning to you, just kind of yelling that out into the void. Literally. And then yeah. seeing and who... My, my mother would wake up the next morning and be like, what were you doing at 4 a.m.? I was like, playing, playing amnesia. I was like, I thought you were being murdered. And I was like, well, thanks, thanks for calling the police then and yeah. helping me. Jeez, you didn't come out and help thinking I was being killed next door? <laughs> Did you ever tell Level Cap Gaming that, that they inspired you? Did Have you ever made contact oh. with that person? I... I think I have. God, I hope I have. God, I'm the worst if I haven't. If not, level cap <laughs> game. Well done. You brought us yeah. Jacksepticeye. Well, I, yeah. I remember going back and I kind of fell out of his content when I started doing my own and I stopped playing Battlefield and whatever. And then I went back uh, like four years ago and checked his Twitter and it was like, level cap gaming follows you. And I was like, it's full circle. This is this is so crazy. That is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's such a nice circle. Yeah. I, I'll I'll message him after this and let him know in case That's I have so him already. Cool. That's, That's so, so cool. sweet. Well, you've definitely come a long way from uh, Solid Snake Impressions. 
And um, yeah, and Far Cry, you've definitely come a long way. Oh you my just, God. Uh, speaking of top of the morning, you just launched your own coffee brand. Yeah, I did. Congrats. God, wh- why do I not Ooh. have a bag of it with me? I should just Ooh. have it with me at all times. <laughs> but we have on the cold brew bottle, we have like brewed to be an ice cold slap in the face. Oh. That was like the cool. first thing. I was like, I want the coffee to be like strong. That just hits you. You also have, you have your own clothing brand, correct? Cloak? I do, yes. Myself and Markiplier started a clothing brand last year. Is that just so you could get free t-shirts or? So I just didn't have to buy clothing anymore. Yeah, right. So free t-shirts, free coffee. <laughs> yeah. What's next? I'm, uh, enemas. Oh, there we go. It's got to be, gotta be clean. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Coffee was... enemas. Ah. That's it. We've done it. Pack it up. Roll credits. Full thinking circle. like a Thomas Edison right there. Exactly. <laughs> Think, thinking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you, so you, I watched this awesome video of you, I think it was seven minutes of you just doing your intro. Just doing your, oh, you. <laughs> Top of the morning, chill ladies. My name is Jack Septagon. Top of the morning, chill ladies. My name is Jack Septagon. You are the highest energy <laughs> streamer I've ever seen in my life. And I love it. I absolutely uh, love it. <laughs> Good. That that always goes one or the other way. It's like I either love it or you absolutely hate me. <laughs> I want nothing I but needles shoved in me. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, you um, survived seven minutes of that. Did you watch all seven minutes? I did. I did. Wow. And it My becomes God. a very, you know what? I'm going to say something about five minutes in. It becomes a sweet zen exercise because it's like that <laughs> thing where you say the word over and over. It's My mantra. Exactly. My intro spawned out of the idea that people thought I wasn't Irish because my accent was different when I started. I was so embarrassed by how I actually sounded. Really? You're like, I'll show them. I tried to speak clearly and I came out American apparently. So then afterwards, everyone was like, you're not Irish. And I was like, what's the most Irish thing I can do to prove people wrong? (laughs) Wow. So people said I was too loud and not Irish. So I went in the complete opposite direction of that. And just, I was like, if you hate this intro, I'm not the channel for you. Please leave. And if you love it, then welcome, friend. <laughs> was there anything else like besides top of the morning to you that was kind of on the uh, on the vision board for what you might throw out <laughs> in your intro? Do you, do you want to hear my original intro? Yes. yes. Except for like, hey, how's it going? Because I didn't have one. It was, <laughs> hello, all you beautiful, beautiful people, people out there. there. Aww. And you can hear that in some of my original videos. And it was I like the that pits. though, kind of. <laughs> I mean, because you're like, wait, me? Wait, yeah, I'm the beautiful per. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. You know? I was willing to lie really early on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead so What it takes in the biz, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, I mean, I was never, I, it was very organically energetic. I was never like showing somebody a version of myself that just wasn't true to myself. So I was like, yeah, if you don't like it, then... I'm not for you, and that's fine. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Do you have any tips for us? Now, our podcast is called Good Game, Nice Try. What immediately comes to mind? What should we be doing for our our intro? Well, usually gamers just yell insults at each other, so I'm having a hard time coming up with something appropriate. I mean, um, you are great at swearing, so maybe we should throw some swears in there. I am Irish. What's your favorite swear word? Probably fuck. I mean, yeah. it's, right? it's just a strong utility. one. Yeah. yeah. Any I combos, mean, like winning combos? Yeah, in Ireland, we also say the C word a lot because we get away with it a bit more and we say it as a term of endearment, like the British and the Australians. Ah. So that's a good one. But that will get you kicked out of a lot of places if you say it too many times or even once. It's a spicy one. That's true. That's a spicy one. That's a a loaded gun. 
That's like playing Russian roulette with only one empty chamber. But my my favorite way of Irish people swearing is to just say normal things together to make it sound awful. It's like one of my favorite ones was always like, "Do you have a face on you like a bulldog chewing a wasp?" It's like that just that just That's hurts great. so great. much. That's but it sounds amazing. delightful at the same time, and it's very descriptive. It's very yeah. descriptive. But it's just such a normal sound. It's just normal words. There's nothing actually something you can't say in there. That's true. Or you yeah, have a face so on you like a badger's arse. Like a, like, <laughs> like a badger's It makes no sense. And no one knows what a badger's arse looks like. But but it's not good. No. no. I you can't know imagine it's, you know it's, it's bad. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You do such great charity work, man. You have you've raised so much money and used your platform and all. You know your massive success for for so good. Do you have a favorite charitable moment that, like, oh man, that was so cool that I got to do this thing or that this thing happened? Like, do you have any anything along those lines that you know that um, you're just really proud of? Where you're like, oh, you know what? I did kind of make a difference, and this was cool. Yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch over the years. It it kind of like change every time. I don't think any singular one sticks out. Like the first one we did was after the Logan Paul stuff happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I I had wanted to do charity streams anyway, and then I was like, this is a good opportunity to get in and kind of put some positivity back in on this and. YouTubers and everyone was looking down on YouTubers and I was like, no, we can do good stuff as well. And we have been doing good stuff. I'm not the first person to do charity streams or anything. So many other people have raised so many, so much money for so many great causes. And I wanted to like add to that with the platform that I had. So that would, that was a crazy one because I, I went in, I was like, let's raise a hundred thousand dollars. And having never done one, I was like, that's way too much money. We'll never get there, but I'll stay here all day if I have to. And then we raised like more than twice that in a few hours incredible and now and now i mean even recently raising over six hundred thousand dollars in in two different uh yeah. organizations and just killing it i i'm i'm not i'm just sitting here yelling at people being like please help they're they're the ones doing all the work people i, I keep saying that during all of these streams that no matter how what you see on social media and everyone likes to demonize it and say that it's shitty and Oh, it's so bad for your mental health. And that is an aspect to it. And people should be careful of that. But it's also a great platform to like rally people together during times of need. And I always yeah, say that people sure. want to do good more than they want to do bad. 
inherently they just people want to be good by nature no one wants to be an asshole yeah so all you need to do is give them a a point a point of contact an insertion point to get them into that and give them a a cause worth caring about yeah it's incredible uh all right so let's get into it let's get into it you want to start with a game you hate the most or love the most best or worst me yeah well see this is the thing because best game is something that like you can talk about for a long time. Worst game is like everyone always asks that. What's your f- least favorite movie? What's your least favorite game? It's like I don't know. I probably forgot it because it was so <laughs> shit. Ooh, but that's true. I indifference, have, indifference is truly the opposite of love. I was going to say that Sonic 06 would have been one because that, have, have either of you ever played Sonic 2006? No. Is that the oh. 3D was one? It that no. bad? No. It's it's pretty bad. Oh. Uh, Why? Why? Because it's just, it, well, it's not my least favorite game now, um, but it's, it, it just, it didn't work. It was like, what have you done to Sonic? It's like you took him outside, gave him a coffee enema, and then shot him. <laughs> Did you just feel like insulted? Yeah. It was yeah. glitchy. You'd go through the walls. The gameplay just wasn't good. The story was crap. And it, it was my least favorite game for a long time until I tweeted about it. And then the Sonic team saw it. <gasps> Oh, I love that. Wow. Love when that and happens. And then uh, personally sent me a physical edition oh. of <laughs> Sonic the, the Hedgehog Jacksepticeye edition. Oh my God. They made you your own edition. Yeah. And I they put my fake quote on it that said the world's greatest video game of all time. <laughs> so now I have one of the shittiest games of all time with my name on it. And it even has like... Pictures of me on the back. Oh, oh they trolled you so it's like hard. Signed by the team. Ugh. So I'm like, oh, you so you can't hate it that much now. No, Ugh. I'm cheap. If you ever, if I ever hate you, just send me a gift. <laughs> Easy peasy. Um, but one game that recently comes to mind that I, I don't know if it would I would consider the worst of all time, but for me personally, that everyone was really excited about. That I was like, okay. I get to get up, I get to play this game. I even announced one of the new worlds at oh, D23 wow. a few years ago. Okay. Which was Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. Uh. And everyone really was excited for that game. It had been, what, like 15 years since the second one. I tried so hard to like that game. It came out, I, I got it a little early because I knew some of the people that worked at one of the publishing companies. I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. It doesn't look that good. And I, I got like an hour into it, man. Oh, I can't play that it. game. I, I oh. tried. I came back to it and it was just... I, if you like that game, more power to you. I fucking hate it. So were you... <laughs> <laughs> so now they're going to send you a copy and they're going to make it the Jacksepticeye edition? Oh, <laughs> that's my ploy. I hate every video game. <laughs> I hate all of them. Yes. CC every developer. What are your least favorite games? I always forget the bad games. I mean, for me, it always comes down to like a personal affront. Like right. I've, mm-hmm. for me, like it's the game I hate the most. It's because I was playing it as a kid. It's Robin Hood for the Commodore 64. <laughs> oh, wow. Listen to this, dude. And you had to load it by a fucking cassette tape. So you have to wait 45 minutes. You want to talk about Dark Souls? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Every time you have to load it 40, uh, 45 minutes, the tape plays through, you get three lives and that's it. And there was a dude with a flaming arrow who kept killing me. And then you wait another 45 minutes dead. 
Imagine like waiting 45 minutes to respawn in yeah. any game. Yeah, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> I remember playing I remember playing the Terminator 2 game on the Commodore 64. Uh, yeah. And we had to get oh, my man. friend over to play it because we just couldn't pass it. Games were just obnoxious oh, back then. So obnoxious. But then in a certain way, here's what I'll say, which is kind of this is how I like to think of it poetically. It made you level up. It made Aww. you get better, you know? Aww. Like you know what? I that's, need to, like that's Ninja Guy's mystic beautiful. way of looking at your wasted time. <laughs> Come on, man. So what's your the, the game that you hate the most that we talked uh, about? It's it's so hard to really really pin it down, but I I don't want to say everything. I, I just that. hate them all. Send me free games. Um I <laughs> I don't want to completely disagree with the Kingdom Hearts thing cuz I've never actually played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, but it's because I've set this this barrier of I can't get over Mickey and like cute anime boys. Like there's not like <laughs> I can't get past that to play it. It's a little weird. And that's part of the reason why the dialogue is so cringy. Because yeah. it's like this grown-up stuff kind of talking yeah. with like Disney characters. You're like, oh, I just I don't know if he's gonna make it. It's a really yeah. tough situation. And then Mickey comes in. Gosh, Riku, I know you wanted to do this alone, but you don't mind getting a little help, do you? Yeah, well, there's a there's a line that was in the trailer that immediately put me on edge because it's like, you're saying that these guys are are bad? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it's like, bad. Yes, Mickey. Just like your dialogue. <laughs> and every time I do that Mickey impression, everyone's like, that's not how Mickey Mouse sounds. I'm like... Yes, it is. It's exactly. He's it's he's changed quite a bit over the years. He's yeah. awful now. What's the game that broke your heart the most? What's, oh. the, what's the heartbreaker? Is there oh, something that comes to mind? Yeah, I think that's Assassin's Creed 3. Oh. Ooh. I really loved the first Assassin's Creed and the second Assassin's Creed. Um, I mean, everyone so loved fun. the second Assassin's Creed. It was it was so good. Yeah, agreed. And then 3 was coming out. And I'm I'm a sucker for like, I guess just growing up in Ireland, I was surrounded by wilderness and nature all the time and that was the game that was like breaking away from the city it was going out into the woods the snow it was a lot of american revolution history that i i knew nothing about at that age i didn't really i, was, I mean i still know nothing about it same, same thing <laughs> with most americans by the way so right but i i just loved that idea and it was changing up like it wasn't so much hidden blade it was like tomahawks and stuff and it was like it was like a native american stuff and i thought that that's really cool i i love that um and then it came out and it was Absolute dog shit. <laughs> it played badly. It was clunky. It was all over the place. It didn't look as good as they kind of showed off. <sighs> what a letdown. I remember that the art for the pro the promo art being really cool. And then just being like, oh, man. That's yeah. a bummer. And that's it was just a- cool because it showed like Washington out in the battlefield ready to right. like send his army against everybody else. And then you would come across the battlefield as everyone else was fighting around you. Yeah. None of that happened. <laughs> no. I got stuck in a tree and fell through the floor. It was stupid. <laughs> it kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, I guess the whole thing with Far Cry. Like I was so excited mm. for for more Far Cry, and I guess um, just watching videos and getting into it, I'm so excited to play my first Far Cry. <laughs> and then my first Far Cry was Primal. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the face. I Looks like you get. just yeah. You look like a bulldog just ate a wasp. I think is what happened <laughs> yeah, there. There you go. Like Badgers are so yeah. <laughs> Glad I can help, guys. Thank you. I've, I've got a bunch in my pocket now. That's great. That that's a that's a stinker. Let's stop wallowing. We burned enough bridges. Let's talk yeah. about the great yeah. ones. Let's talk about your favorites. What do you bring got? it up? 
Exactly. Okay. Immediately he goes Robin Hood on the Commodore 64. And I <laughs> leave this podcast and never Franco return. Primal was pretty How dope. dare you, Sean? How dare I you? I love Sabretooth Tigers. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, you're, right. you're like Far Cry Primal. Like, I was really going to say Primal, but... Uh, <sighs> so, five, I guess? Um, no, my, my favorite game... I, I keep I kept kind of switching out a lot of my top five. So like okay. some of the games in my top list, instead of just going straight to the big one, I love it. Would be like Metal Gear Solid Three. I love uh. Metal Gear Solid One a lot. Two was a little weird for me when I was younger, so I never really got it until I was older. And then three came out, and again, being in the wilderness, turning yes. on camo, climbing trees, all of that stuff was super cool to me. Um, Final Fantasy IX was one of my favorites. It's still my favorite Final Fantasy game because I played it when I was ten, Ooh. and I had never played another one. At that point, do you think that you playing it as te- when you were ten like played in a lot to that being your favorite? Oh yeah, for sure. Because I I think going back and playing like seven remake and then trying I've never played seven fully, but playing some of it, yeah. I was like I feel like that really would have been everything a kid version of me would have wanted. Yeah. yeah um. So sure. I don't I didn't really get the appreciation for it like everybody else did because I just hadn't played it when I was younger. Interesting. Um, and then. The FromSoft games always come into my top list. I always said the Dark Souls 1 was my second favorite game ever. Whoa. But I went back to that game recently. It's It hasn't aged that well. It's, it's, <laughs> what do you mean? It's kind of punishing. It's, it's very slow. There's a lot of mechanics they brought into like 3 later. We don't talk about Dark Souls 2, by the way. You never say <laughs> talk, that game talk in front of me. Talk about what? Why? There's a good game. Why? For worst. Okay. Dark Souls oh. 2 is fucking terrible. What? All right. <laughs> Defend your position, I sir. There was a lot of passion in that. <laughs> How did I forget this game? Oh my god! I'm gonna ring my bell of shame at myself. <laughs> Demon Souls was great. It had a lot of uh, shout out to Demon Souls remake coming out. Ooh, um, Demon Souls was great. It had a lot of cool mechanics. A lot of it was kind of wonky, and they were kind of like testing stuff out. It was a bit too punishing for people. Yeah. Um, then Dark Souls One came out, refined a lot of the stuff that was from that. Some people didn't like it, but for me personally, I I loved the streamlined element of it. And then Two came out, and it was made by different people at the team, I think. And it was just all over the place. They they showed off a trailer for it initially. It was one of those like like bullshot trailers that had like fantastic lighting and the physics were great and they were yeah. going to talk about lighting being a huge factor of the game. None of that applied when the game came out. Everyone hated it. The mechanics were kind of they were they were slightly different but it felt like floatier. It didn't feel like it had the same feeling to it. It was a little all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. sharp. Some of the enemies were kind of crappy. Some of the locations were crappy. You know how Dark Souls is like, okay, you start here, you go on this massive journey and then three hours later you end up back at Firelink Shrine. It's like, holy shit. I didn't realize this was all connected to each other. I'm yeah. going all over the place. Yeah. Dark Souls 2 did that, and they were like, here's where you're going over there. And then they like put you in an elevator, and suddenly you were like there. <laughs> so it's Dark like, Souls elevator? Like, yeah, the games don't, it doesn't really like connect properly. Right. It's not physically based and laid out. And everyone was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Come on, man. Uh, yeah. It didn't really feel like it furthered the plot all that much. I'm sure some people will disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, like, you, you touched upon something I think that all great games have, to me, which is world building. And I think, like, right. feeling like you are transported to a different world is important and, and great. And I remember, you know, even the first time I ever played Skyrim, I remember that being 
Like it felt like a cohesive world. And, and we've talked about this before, but like finding a little hole in a mountain and it's just like this crazy thing. You're there for three hours fighting dwarven yeah. machines. And, and it felt like a real cohesive universe and dark souls, like same kind of, you're kind of like, Oh, this all feels like one thing and thought right. was put into it. Yeah. I mean, that's an important thing. Instead of like, Oh, well this is cool. What a great world. Okay. Now just right. get in the elevator and I'm going yeah, on. Yeah, right. <laughs> it feels like this thing that just doesn't belong which yeah. in a way is good because I think it it kind of cracked the whip on them a small bit and like put them like back into their zone and really made them think about why their games are so amazing and why yeah. people really like them. And you can't just pull the wool over their eyes and actually like confuse people, I guess. But uh, that being said, because of those games, like those are those are some of my favorite games ever. And yeah. those Bloodborne is my second favorite game of all time. I have a tattooed on my yeah, bloody skin. Yeah, Bloodborne's great. So good. Um, and that would take my top spot. And it's, it's. I think gameplay-wise, it's probably my favorite game ever made. I go back wow. to that game. I play it about three times a year. Yeah. And me and my girlfriend have been playing it again. We literally finished two playthroughs in a row a week ago. <laughs> nice. Where, oh my God. We How can, many hours is that? Like for a, for a playthrough? We can play through the game in like 10 hours, eight hours now. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Bloodborne is... Like as close to perfection in a game, I think you can get the Victorian London setting. It's just oh, the world absolutely is absolutely amazing. Oh, so haunting! It's awesome, and it has that like connected feeling. And I always thought Dark Souls One was better because I I like like swords and sorcery and D and D kind of dragons and things like that. But man, I don't know how anybody wouldn't like Bloodborne unless you're I just agree. not into those types of games. But it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I just wish that I had like a nearly as much passion for anything in my life as the second that we mentioned uh, Dark Souls 2 <laughs> and whatever clicked in your eyes, yeah, it was just Again, instant. I have just shut that game out. It's, I, I feel like a lot of people will, will probably disagree with that. It's probably not as bad as you say, but those people are wrong and that's fine. <laughs> that's, and that's okay. Um, that's but like it, yeah, Bloodborne has that like, I, I'm a huge fan of H.P. Lovecraft as well and that kind of cosmic too. horror and... It has like 2000 Mana Space Odyssey kind of vibes here and there about like the evolution of man. And it's just, uh, it's just fucking great. I man. also think Bloodborne also along those lines has this great thing where I never feel safe playing that game. Like even <laughs> moments, even moments where it's like nothing's, I all there's this like encroaching dread. There's just yeah. this like, you know, that like gets into your covers your soul with grime and you're like oh yeah. like they did say like that i will say the sound is great in that game too i love the sound design of bloodborne is awesome so definitely a game to like kick back and relax yeah, and like zen out you know take it to the yeah. beach have an yeah. easy time totes, totes it is for me now i've played it so many times i'm just like i about to spank some bosses baby <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, well, so 
Number one? What then could possibly? You said that's number the number two game of all time? Yeah. Gameplay-wise, it's probably number one. But my number one game is also tattooed on my skin. It's Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is and always will be my favorite game ever because it came out in 2006, 2007, maybe. And I knew absolutely nothing about the game. I had a couple of euro or whatever I had back then burning a hole in my pocket. I went into a GameStop. I looked at the cover and I was like, huh, that's it was like on sale. And it was like the it was the it was the legit like paper version of the box that came with like postcards of like really artistic shots. I was like, I'll buy this. I love giant monsters. And I got in and it was the first time I ever played a game that challenged what I thought a video game was. Wow. Because I thought, oh, the boss fight is what you fight at the end of getting through all the little guys. And then you get to the end of the level and the big guy you fight and you just whittle him down and you kill him. And then that was the first game that was like, wait, the whole game is boss fights. It's all giant <laughs> monsters and there's nothing to do in between. And on paper, that game should not work. It's it's yeah. just a boss rush game then at that point. But there's something so much. I I think my love for ambiguous and again, world building, like you were saying, it's it's all environmental storytelling. And I think that my love for that ambiguity and mystery came from watching Lost as a teenager. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I, I just sure. love mystery boxes and figuring out what's going on and putting things together myself and not having everything spelled out. And that's yeah. a game that really has that in spades. And it's just every time you feel like you know where it's going, then a new massive one shows up and you're like, well, the next one can't be bigger right. than that. And then it's like a little <laughs> dog sized one. And you're like, where are you going? <laughs> but it's it's also the first video game that ever made me cry because of the ending. Uh. Because it was just so emotionally driven. And then by the end of it, it was like, wait, am I the bad guy? I've been killing all these things and I felt so bad. And it's like, should you be doing this thing for what you believe you were doing as that's right? And it was all about perspective and heroes and how far you'll go on this journey. And I had never played a game like that before. So I I have such a strong emotional attachment to that game that I don't think anything will topple it. Yeah. Not quite as often as Bloodborne, but. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. Bloodborne is the one I go back to the most. It's the one that I replay yeah. the most. I've never played a game as many times over as I've played Bloodborne, but it doesn't have as strong an emotional attachment to me right. as Shadow of the Colossus would. So I think that that's why that's always going to take my top spot. And it's it was one of the first games I remember being the our video games art. And that was the first one I remember playing that really sparked that conversation in people. Yeah. I feel like it opened up this whole other side to the medium it is interesting that you say about like art direction in Shadow of the Classes because, I mean, yeah, I think that's, it did put such a, a heavy emphasis on like graphics being different than like an actual angle and like a world and, and all that stuff. And I right. think you could even tie a straight line or tie a string between Shadow of the Colossus and also like something like Bioshock where the art direction is so, or even yeah. Bloodborne where it's just mm-hmm. so, you know, there's real care and, and taken in making the game beautiful yeah. or you know, gross. Because that, that was also an open world game, which, it again, yeah. it doesn't feel like it. And the open world games back then were all about, like, cramming as much stuff into it as you could. And we had, we had, like, the older Grand Theft Auto games that were all about, like, look how much bigger and better it's getting every single time. Right. And then Shadow of the Colossus just stripped everything out. It was just barren landscape. But yeah. it... Again, it was the the art style reinforcing a story. It was the art style done for yes. a purpose. It wasn't trying to make yes. stuff look realistic. Right. Um, And it absolutely 
cranked the nipples on a PS2. It was <laughs> it was pulling all the juice it could out of that system. It's like, what can we do with this baby? Yeah, it ran at like 12 FPS at times, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't even know what frame rate was That's back right. then. But you're too busy having like an existential crisis yeah. over the messages that it's it's giving you that you're chewing on, and you're like, I don't yeah. care about the 12 frames. Let me... <laughs> Uh, Sean, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming by. No yes. problem. Thank you, guys. And uh, check out Sean's clothing brand, Cloak. And give us the name of the of the coffee again. Top of the morning. Yes. Oh, we had That's to get one in there. That's what you were fishing for, wasn't it? Uh, we had to get one. We had to get one. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Sean. It's fine, and guys. Thank you, guys. We'll see you Bye. next time. Yeah, Bye. thanks for having me. Of course, you can follow Jack Septic Eye on Twitter at Jack underscore Septic underscore I. And look, I drink gallons of coffee every day, and I got to check out the uh, the top of the morning coffee. And you yeah. can do it as well at topofthemorningcoffee.com. You are only allowed to purchase that coffee if you say it like that. I'm just right. saying. That's the Deal. only way. <laughs> but I will say, I... I have never been more sad for a bag of coffee to run out than with Top <laughs> of the Morning. That's a high compliment. That's there a, we this go. is a high compliment. But I love it. Today it went by so fast. Yes, it did. It flew by. And that's it. We're that's done, it. baby. We're we wrapping it. up. That's it. <laughs> but that is it for this week's episode of Good Game, Nice Try. And thank you all so much for listening. And we are a new show. So if you like it, maybe give us a little rating. Perhaps mayhap give Mayhaps. us a rating and if you'd like us to review a game or you'd like a game recommendation tweet at us with the hashtag ggnt sonia and i know a billion games between the two of us and tell us how you're feeling tell us what you're looking for you want a game less than five dollars boom we got you you want a scary game but not too scary boom we got you tell us what you're looking for on twitter hashtag ggnt and we'll hit you with some sweet game recommendations we take it as a fun challenge and of course if we use your submission you get a prize so look at that free stuff and you get some good game recommendations fantastic of course good game nice try is produced by jen samples and nick liao our executive producers are joanna solitaroff adam Sachs, and jeff ross engineering by will beckton with engineering and sound design by hannis brown and music by john danick we'll see y'all next time has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.